The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, and a happy 4th of July to everybody. We're here live doing our Independence Day uh, edition of the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert. Over there is David. Wickert, our Chief Client Experience Officer at Acunet Mortgage. And if you've got a question or comment, you can reach us on the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Also, a special shout-out to the Gilberts and Reiki clans who may be tuning in uh, back at the house there on North Lake. Uh, having a nice little family reunion here over the July 4th weekend. All right, so, David, I dug up the June, I'm calling it the Flash uh, yes. uh, multiple listing service report because here it is only the 4th of July. Maybe some realtors haven't yet put in their numbers for the end of the month, but um, they're looking really good. Uh, so this is multiple listing service data owned by the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, of which I'm a card-carrying member. And comparing June of this year, not to last year, mm. which was an abnormal year, but to June of 20. Uh, 19. Uh, first of all, to let you know, year to date, 13,634 homes and condos have been listed with a member of the National Association of Realtors for Sale. This is in the five county metropolitan Milwaukee area. That's 1,227 fewer listings compared to 2019, 8% on a percentage basis. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's turn over. So, so in other words, supply has shrunk right, by 8% compared to 2019. All right, so your guess, David, June, just thinking of June now, do you think the number of closed sales, condos and single-family detached in the five-county area, do you think it was up or down compared to 2019? I think it was up, but only by a skosh, like 1% more in 21 compared to 2019, June. What's, what's the real answer? And the answer is there were 91 more buyers and sellers who exchanged keys in June. That's in the five-county area with the help of a realtor, just under 2,500 total sales for June. Wow. That's, that's good. So what is that on a percentage basis? 4%, almost 4% more than okay. in 2019. So more than a skosh. Year to date on the sales, 10,600 sales have closed. That's a 4% increase despite the 8% shrinkage in the supply yeah. and listings. So David, what is that the recipe for when you have uh, shrinking supply and higher demand? Home values are likely to continue to rise and no breath in that appetite looks there is no breath coming down the road anytime soon there's no break yeah we don't see the fever breaking on a dollar for dollar basis now remember this is over two years the median sales price in our five county milwaukee area leapt up fifty thousand american dollars from two hundred and thirty thousand up to 280 that's a 22 percent Two years, so that's not twenty percent a year. That's twenty two percent over two years. Yes, you have a comment. Well, and 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 that is that includes a home that sold for forty thousand dollars 
and averaging yeah. it against a home that sold for three million dollars on Lake Michigan. That's that's everybody. That's yeah. the entire market there. Okay. Yep. Um, other fun facts: nineteen percent. So about one out of five of the condo and single family sales in June in the five county metro Milwaukee area were for cash. And you know what? The Probably. cash buyers still in, paid one in five. One in five. Yep. One in five. Wow. And they okay. still paid two percent over asking on average. Two-thirds of the buyers financed with a regular old 30-year fixed rate or maybe a couple of them with a 15-year or something like that, but a regular Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac type loan. And on average, they paid 3.6% over asking. So, you know, that's like 10 grand on the 280 mm -hmm. median sales price. And 7% of the home buyers or one out of 14 used an FHA loan. And on average, they paid 5% over asking. Hmm. So, folks, you know, it's a hot market. All right, let's talk about um, how fast homes are selling. Yeah. And the average number of days for June was 20. So this is from the time it goes on uh, the MLS. And the typical drill now is you put it on the MLS like on Wednesday or Thursday, and then you say, we're going to have showings on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then get us your offers by the end of the day on Sunday. So yeah. you kind of got four days built in there, no matter what, right? Yep. From the time you list till the time you start accepting uh, offers. And uh, the average continuous days on market for the Milwaukee area was 20 days, 20 days, so pretty quick. Uh, yeah. And when we come back from this first break, we'll tell you which were the fastest selling municipalities. Was it Greendale? Was it Slinger? Perhaps Eagle? We'll give you the answer when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so we're talking about, you know, how strong is the market? We're looking at June for our five-county Milwaukee metropolitan area. And so here are the top 10 fastest selling uh, markets, submarkets, judged by the municipality. Tied for 10th place, McQuantico and Cudahy at 14 days. Then in the group for 13 days, West Bend, Sussex, Germantown, Caledonia. In eighth place, tied are New Berlin and St. Francis. Shorewood, Muskego, and Franklin are in seventh place at 11 days. This is from the time you list the property till the time you have an accepted offer. Mr. Wicker? Yeah, okay. No, no, that's what I was going to clarify. 11 days, hey, we're live on the MLS to when. Is it when they market contingent? Is that the magic uh, thing? I'm not really sure. I, I have a okay. feeling it's not the most uniform checking of that box, but let's just pretend okay. it is. Yeah, when they okay. say, okay, I've got an offer that's been accepted. Um, Wauwatosa, sixth place at 10 days, then tied for fifth place are West Dallas, Greendale, and Greenfield, all, and that's at nine days, eight days, uh, marketing time, South Milwaukee, Jackson, Elm Grove, Brown Deer, all tied in fourth place, third place, Fox Point, David, near yeah. neck of the woods at just one week, seven days, Eagle, and by the way, these are for municipalities that had at least 10 sales, that's my criteria. He had like one sale. That's just an outlier. Eagle, um, there is six days. And the number one leader for June in terms of velocity of the sale was Slinger. 
at four days on so average. So Slinger, that means they put a first. They went live on the MLS on Wednesday, and then let me count with my fingers: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. By Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Boom. And that was the average of fourteen yeah. sales. Okay, so that's just an indication of you know what kind of people intuitively know. So now mm -hmm. let's start to talk about our move-up buyer clients who we had a uh, conference call with this week, um, similar to a story we told last week, but a little different. And so these are move-up buyers, and, and this is a, a family where they have a, a three-bedroom, one-bath in Milwaukee County is their current home. They have three children and a fourth one on the way. And so the goal is pretty understandable, right? They want to they either buy like in Brookfield or Elm Grove, and they want a fourth bedroom and another bathroom or a bathroom and a half, like two and a half yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. By the way, you're, did you, do you know that your mother and I separately, we didn't grow up together, but we, did you know that we grew up in the same exact home design? Like from the same builder back when yeah. they built the house? Really? A, a kilb home. Three bedroom, wow. one and a half bath, okay, which is kind of unimaginable to most people. So just imagine one bath, right? At least we yeah. had one and a half bath. So, if, yes. you know, two people, you, you could, somebody could be showering and somebody else could go to the bathroom without flushing that toilet anyway. Um, wow. Anyway, so that's their motivation. And David, isn't this the part where you chime in and say something about how it's not that interest rates are low, it's about a life event? Uh, well, I mean, yes. I mean, thank you for tossing me the softball, but it's like you said three bedrooms. It's like, okay, hold on. Let me count the people that are about to be in this house. Two grown adults and four children. Like, even if you can put the oldest kid in the basement, you know, in, that's not enough room. And and it, it wouldn't matter if it was 1980-whatever when you bought your house at God knows what interest rate that was, or it's today. They're not they're – not Deciding they want to get out to Waukesha County because oh Brian I hear you know rates are at 2.99 percent APR N that it, that is no longer part of the conversation it's o OMG I need more square footage is the entire part of the conversation right that's right yep and and so the key is you can imagine they don't want to uh, they need to buy the new house before they sell the old house okay. Because who would want to move with uh, uh, another Bambino on the way, right, Nothing. in just a few months? No. And um, so we, we started, we've been working on this for quite a while. So the first thing we had to do is set up a bridge loan, which just remember, that's a fancy name, everybody, for a home equity line of credit. And, and we've got that in play. It's time for another break. We'll tell you the rest of the magic and where we're going with this because I came up, and I just thought of this, I came up with an innovative way to help them stretch uh, their, their budget. I'll tell you about that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. I don't know. That song is probably 60 years old, but it is still a rocker. I like it. 25 or 624. All right. Well, we're talking about helping this move up uh, couple that needs to expand their bedroom and bathroom account to accommodate a growing family. And so thing number one that we have to do is help them extract as much equity out of their existing home as possible. So 
we help them. So it's all about who you know, right, in life. And so we have like four different banks that have different flavors of these thing called a bridge loan, which is a home equity line of credit with the special purpose of everybody knows you're going to pay it off. Okay. Everybody knows you're going to pay that thing off as soon as that <clears throat> home sells that you're putting the loan against. And so we, we put in a bridge loan number one equal to 80% of the value of his existing home there. And so that's going to help him extract 55000 American dollars to use for the down payment on his new house. Okay, yeah. but that's not enough. And so we happen to know another bank who, if your existing home isn't listed for sale, and if you don't have an accepted offer on a new home, they will turn a blind eye... And they will still give a no-cost home equity line of credit up to 90% of the value. Yeah. So we worked with our client to say, okay, now you're, in addition to that one you just closed, that gives you $55,000 of equity to use for the purchase. You're going to close on another home equity line of credit in second lien oh. position, and you're going to get another $32,000. So we're at like eighty-seven grand of cash. That's Absolutely awesome. critical. In, in this case, because that 32,000 literally just increased their buying power by 32 grand. Okay, without it, because you either run out, we say this, we can't say this enough, you either run out of income or down payment. Uh, to, people always want to know, what's the maximum home, home price I can buy? And the answer is two things. It depends on how much monthly payment you can afford, and we have these people maxed out, yeah. uh, right, because we have to count their old carrying costs on their old home. In this case, it's interest, taxes, and insurance. And we have to count the payment on the new home, plus their two-car loans and everything else. So we're taking this right up to the red line of financial blood pressure, which means I, I can't lend them any more money. So the only way to therefore expand the buying power further is to plop more down payment into the picture. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, so we're, uh, they're about to close on that second home equity line of credit. So they can't really go out and write any offers yet, but maybe like by next weekend, they should be able to do that. All right. Okay. So I do a little extra homework because this, the husband had said to me like a month or six weeks ago, I, I don't want to overpay. I, I'm really not willing to give the seller any wiggle room on the appraisal. And so I ran the numbers for the MLS so far in 2021 in their price range, which is like 350 to 425. Just looking at Elm Grove and Brookfield, there were four closed sales in Elm Grove and 61 closed sales in their price range in Brookfield so far this year. And so if you break it down by month, in June, there were 13 closed sales. Only one sold for less than the list price. <laughs> Seven out of 13 in that price range sold for between $21,000 and $60,000 over asking. In May, there were 10 closed sales. Eight out of 10 in May sold for between ten grand and $70,000 over asking. So I just wanted to, you know, through the force of facts, try yeah. to communicate, if you're going to try to buy in this price range, in this market, and not give the... Uh, wiggle room on the appraisal, you're not going to get an accepted offer. So, no. so we we succeeded uh, in communicating that removing the mystery reality. That, yeah. Well, or or facing the reality, maybe, right? That hey, in this price range, if you want to make this transition, you ain't going to get it. You know, you're going to have to offer over yes. asking, and then when okay. you do offer over asking. 
and the real estate agent confirmed this, their excellent buyer's agent said, you know, in order to get your offer accepted, you can't use the standard language that says, I'll pay you $25,000 more than your asking price as long as it appraises for twenty five grand over. No, because you're setting you the can't. new high bar probably. That's right. And so I think we, we got over the hurdle for this home buyer of, okay, I'm going to have to overpay. And I'm going to have to pay next year's prices for this year's house. One of his thoughts, one of the sentences that he said during our call on Tuesday was, maybe, you know what, but if we don't get, find the right thing, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be better next spring. Okay, maybe it'll be better next spring, to which both the real estate agent and I testified, uh-uh, this is not going to all of a sudden get better. It can probably only get worse because interest rates will be higher next spring, and so will home prices. All right, there's a little bit more to tell on this story. But right now, it's time to take a break for the news and hand it over to Tony Bedak. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. <clears throat> All right, so we're talking about how we're helping this uh, move up, you know, family that needs to buy a bigger home. And so as we're having this conversation, we got them over the hurdle that, hey, you are going to have to give some appraisal wiggle room. Okay, so they seem to be getting comfortable with that idea. But then it comes out, I'm showing them some, you know, scenarios because we're trying to say, well, you know what? We can help you expand your maximum purchase price instead of thinking it's 4 or 425 Here's a scenario where it's 450 And then you got to make a certain assumption about property taxes, right? Because that's yeah. a big chunk of your monthly payment. Of course. So I'm showing them this total principal and interest taxes and insurance payment of just under $2,300, $2,270. And so he's like, ah, you know, I, I really want to keep my payment at or under 2000 all in principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And I get it because it's a single income household now, as you can imagine, sure. with uh, three kids and a fourth one on the way. And so that's a different proposition than when you're both working, right? Mm -hmm. And so I came up with this idea, uh, which is when you get the proceeds from this sale of your existing home, which isn't going to be a lot because we're helping him extract most a of the of equity it. from his house, but he's going to have like 12 five by my estimate of net after expenses that he'll get. Hmm. I said, put that into a check a savings account right mm -hmm. don't gamble with that money put it in a savings account and take out 271 dollars every month to sort of self-supplement your mortgage sure payment. his limit was 2000 but hey to get the house you want is going to be 2271 and you're saying okay 271 that's the gap here's here's the account the that you can use to cover the gap i think that's awesome uh, thank you. I, I had never <laughs> really suggested that before. What did I call it? The uh, I had this fancy name for it, like your own oh, you called mortgage like a supplement. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortgage payment well, supplementary fund. That I the the break even because that's what we do here at Acunet. He could supplement himself for darn near four years well, by doing that. Th that's right. And so what you're counting on there is that okay, he, he's in a salary job. Uh, and, and so, you know, okay, if your income goes up 3%, uh, you know, on $100,000, there's three grand. 
I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, you know, you'll be where you want to be in another year or two. And then the right. other thing that you just wisely spotted that I missed is they have a $300 a month car loan with only yeah. uh, an $11,000 balance. So we could divert money to pay off that car loan because it's really their entire budget that he's worried about. It's not so much the house payment. It's the house plus the car loans. Right. Well, can I and I was going to say what I did because uh, I'm kind of swapping. I, I saw that you had a larger down payment for this next house. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of if you pay off the car loan and, and then you can borrow more mortgage money, which is probably cheaper yeah. and longer. Hey, you can put five percent down instead of 10 percent down. And that's more cash in his pocket, maybe even to to follow in the theme of what you talked about. Hey, more cash is king, baby. So supplement yourself um, if you want uh, with maybe keeping more money in your pocket with a smaller down payment. Do you think people could do this on their smartphone while they're walking through an open house, David? <laughs> there's no, no way. There's, there's too many moving parts. And, 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 and again, you know, we're kind of getting into the, you know, the nitty-gritty of how to bring this all together. But really, you were answering an emotional question. Like, yeah. hey, I really, I'm kind of nervous to swing a higher budget than I really want to. And you are, you know, you are using the force of fact to, to answer an emotional question. But it all starts with like, ah, single income, kind of stretching. That's what you're really answering. That's right. That's right. This, this is about real life, right? Buying homes is about, exactly. A, emotion, families, and affordability. All right. So let's leave that story there. We'll keep you posted. Hopefully, we'll have a success story out of that coming up soon. Um, In the next segment, we had a a monthly event called the Jobs Report that came out on Friday. And so we're going to remind you why that matters to mortgage rates uh, when we come back. And then we have another first-time homebuyer story to wrap up the show. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, songs of your life. I got to tell you, the, the key change from the chorus back to the second verse on that song is insane. But all right, it's just for those I'm, I'm with you. out there. All right, so why should we care about the uh, monthly jobs report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics? Well, the answer is that the United States Federal Reserve Bank is currently keeping mortgage rates artificially low to help the economy recover from the pandemic. And they're doing that by purchasing a mere 99 billion with a B dollars a month of mortgages. So when you own a mortgage, you get principal and interest back. They're taking the principal payments are 59 million billion rather billion a month they're reinvesting that and then they're adding a fresh 40 billion dollars of newly created money out of thin air and and so by increasing the demand for this thing called mortgage debt right on the yep part of the market where they're giving the interest payments they're keeping rates down the fed has two goals full employment and keeping inflation in check so if, if the full employment part relates to the jobs report, and the stronger the jobs report, the sooner the Fed will start slowing down their mortgage purchases, which will in turn cause mortgage rates to increase. By how much? About a percent, most economists think. All right, so how strong was the June's job report? David, give us a drum roll, Isaac. 
for the month of June, uh, for the month of June, the U.S. economy added 850,000 new jobs, and the unemployment rate ticked up just a skosh to 5.9 percent. 850,000 new jobs in June, 5.9 percent unemployment, which comes out to, uh, as you dig into the PDF, that's about 9.5 million people uh, unemployed. But the you know the headline number. To your point, Dad, a healthy economy and all of the tailwinds that numbers like this suggest continues to feed the Fed, you know, the numbers that they want to be like, okay, things are looking good, things are looking better, which in turn might mean that they're going to take their foot off the gas pedal for how much they're buying for mortgage-backed securities. So it's great for the economy. Love it when people get jobs. Love it when taxpayers are out there both making money and spending money. Um, but we are living in, uh, we haven't gotten what inning we're in. You know, or, uh, I, uh, yeah, a couple months ago, I thought, rates? yeah, I thought we, a couple months ago we were in the top of the 10th. Well, actually we were in just like the top of the fifth, maybe. Um, yeah. So the message is this, these, this nice low rates are not going to last forever. Now, luckily on Friday, when this good, strong jobs report came out, the mortgage market didn't blink, right? It was, fine we didn't have any midday rate adjustments or anything like that nope so where did we end the week uh david for rates so for a so for a purchase on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan if you're going to put 25 percent down uh you could swing 2.875 percent on that purchase and the apr is 2.9 that's better than that freddie max survey on thursdays and that would be about fifteen ninety five in cost, which includes the appraisal, title insurance, the person who helps you sign your name forty four times at the closing table, and a schnibble of points. Uh, if you were just looking to refinance, two point nine nine percent, and the APR is three point oh one, which is nine hundred ninety five dollars in cost. Two nine nine. It sounds so much better, doesn't it? Than ugh, than three, three and a eighth. Than three, three anything. And a or um, we sent out a note to a lot of our past customers this week that the 15-year um, fixed, so, so the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, was it last month? Because I know we talked about this. Hey, the consumer price index, goods oh, yeah. are increasing. It was up 5%. 5%. Okay, well, the 15-year fixed is at 2.5% with an APR of 2.52. When you can borrow... Uh, money that's at least by that measurement half of the rising cost of goods of that goods, is a win yeah. <laughs> so there's yeah, a pain. game plan out there for everybody it just depends upon how you're trying to fit that into your life what were you going to say I, I was going to say uh because you're kind of paying it back with dollars you know in the future when you borrow two and a half you know by the time you're making your 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 payments in the fifth year, those dollars that you're using to pay it back are worth less than they were here in 2021. Correct. That's kind of maybe too too fuzzy a concept. But the bottom line is we are helping people tap their equity for worthwhile purposes. Um, yes. You know, I don't think you should ever do a cash out refinance to go on vacation uh, or <laughs> frankly, even to buy a car. I mean, I think that's not the right thing to do. But uh, if you're going to remodel your house, that's probably the most common thing. Or sometimes, you know, people have used home equity lines of credit to remodel their houses and now they realize oh yeah that's a variable rate and when the right. fed does you know when when the market gets back to full employment and they or if they feel like they have an inflation problem the antidote is 
The Fed starts to increase the short-term rates, which impacts the prime rate to which all home equity lines of credit are tied. And so people realize that, oh, yeah, I borrowed that on my home equity line of credit. That's not a fixed rate. So we're helping a fair number of people combine their first mortgages with their home equity lines of credit to get into the love and arms of either a 15 or 30-year. And remember, we can customize your loan term to any number of years between 10 and 30. So if you don't want to go back, you know, you're already two years into a 15-year fixed rate, we can give you that 13-year fixed rate mortgage. No problem. All right, when we come back, we got one more story uh, about a first-time home buyer who's been looking now for uh, since January. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. You know what it is? We're basically, all our comeback music is the Yacht Rock radio station. That's all we really want. That suits me just fine. I know, it suits me too. Okay. All right. So under pressure. Uh, and that's what, you know, home buyers are feeling. So this is a, a story about a first time home buyer we started working with back in January. And, uh, you know, as a buyer in today's market, you have to have stamina. Because here it is, you know, five months later. No, tank, six. Six months later, because it's July. And he's still at it. And so in this particular case, single um, home shopper. Um, income is like 37000 Uh And so we have got him pre-approved rock solidly for a maximum home payment of $1,300 a month. And to do that, and I, and I think the point here is that you got to work with a mortgage lender who knows its craft and all the nooks and crannies. So in this particular case, conservative buyer, excellent credit, financially conservative, doesn't have a big car loan, which we frequently see as a spoiler, right? Because that, that chews yep. up your income and chews into your purchasing power. And and so his income is finite. It's, and he's not in a job where he's ever going to get a bonus or probably not work overtime. It's just straight salary. Um, and, and so he has some student loans. So as a master of our crafts, we have to know, oh, if we use Freddie Mac's uh, rule book, we only have to count $115 towards those student loans, which are all in forbearance because of the CARES Act. And by the way, student loans are going to stay in forbearance, which means you don't have to make any monthly payments on your student loans until the end of September. And so then, theoretically, in October, he's going to have to start making his student loan payments again. But Go do ahead, you know, David. this is a little inside baseball, but the forbearance piece, so for in, in your borrower's particular case, he's probably going to go back on income-based repayment, and I'll bet you a nickel that even the half percent of the balance is higher than what he'll actually have to pay on IBR. Correct. Income-based repayment program. Well, but so when there's no payment on the credit report, which is the current state of affairs, Freddie Mac says, hey, use a synthetic estimated payment equal to half percent of the loan balance. That happens to come out to 115 bucks. Fannie Mae, on the other hand, says, oh, you got to count 1% of the loan balance. That would be 230 bucks. So we just found an extra $115 a month for this guy to put towards his... uh, house payment instead of towards student loans. And then you got to know, oh, you know what? Let's use Freddie Mac's special loan program, 30-year fixed rate loan program for low and moderate income buyers called Home Possible. Why? Because yeah. we get discounted 
private mortgage insurance costs. Frees up more payment. Yeah, it frees, frees up, up more to go to the payment. mortgage. And and so yesterday, he, you know, he sent an email, and he's working with a real estate agent that we introduced him to, a buyer's agent, and he's like, hey, we got one. We wrote an offer. We needed the pre-approval updated uh, because, again, whenever we're pre-approving a borrower, we're pre-approving them for a certain monthly payment and making sure that they have enough downstroke to make it happen. Oh, by the way, that's another thing we helped them do is we said, you know what? We really need to supplement your savings with some gifts from your parents. So he's got yeah. $10,000. We kind of made that case. Like, hey, if you really want your son to be able to buy this house, you need to help. And, and sure. which, which my parents did or, and, and, and uh, Becky's mom and dad did when we bought our first house too, right? I so this is that. an age-old. Oh, yeah. An age-old tradition of, you okay. know, parents helping their Soak your children parents buy homes. For all they're good for, yeah. Well, and that's really important. So, so we've got this home buyer really at the edge of approvability. So I had to have two cups of strong coffee this morning. I did this while I was preparing for the show to make sure I didn't goof up. Uh, all, all mortgage lenders measure how much of your gross income, that's your income before any taxes or health insurance is taken out, pl- are you using to make your mortgage payment plus your other, in this case, just student loan payments, Normally, you know, you want to keep that around 36 or 38 percent of your gross monthly income. David, I've got this one approved at 48.5 percent, which is ridiculously high. Go ahead. Does our borrower have a significant other who's not on the mortgage? Yes. Okay. That's that's why I'm not nervous, right? Okay. If we were in really... real life, they're going to have two incomes, Correct. probably. Okay. That's right. In real life, they're going to have two incomes, which makes me not nervous. And this is right. this is the son of an existing customer. So, I mean, if it sure. was really just a person, you know, all by themselves, like, okay, how are you going to buy groceries again? You know, if you're spending almost half of your income on your monthly debts, and maybe some people yeah. can, but yeah. that's a high bar. So in this case, the saving grace is the fact that there will be another income. It's just an invisible income to yeah. us. So so there so hopefully so I updated the pre-approval letter for $190,000 today on a property that has $4,500 of uh property taxes a key component and we'll see hopefully this is the lucky one cuz I think he's written about four or five maybe six offers and in that price range it's hard hard to win so hopefully this is the lucky one that's all the time we have for this 4th of July edition of the Academic Mortgage and Realty show you've been listening to us on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.